beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. Hey folks, people all over the world. Hey, so we have a different type of show for you this week. Listen, we generate a lot of different content between our Patreon community. Yes, that's a shameless plug. Our individual podcast, our individual writing endeavors, and here, the mothership, Three Black Men. So, with that said, we want to have a bit of a landing space every so often to soak in some of the content that we have across all of those platforms, right? Touch your neighbor and say, soaking, 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 soaking. (laughs) So, uh, we also want to have a space to highlight other artists and authors, whatever, and their work. So, let's get it. First up, we want to highlight K.J. Ramsey's new book, The Lord is My Courage, Stepping Through the Shadows of Fear Toward the Voice of Love. Mm. Stepping Through the Shadows of Fear Toward the Voice of Love. Doesn't that sound... What? Anyways, (laughs) so, listen, this book... So far, I've been reading it, and it's walking through Psalm 23, phrase by phrase, and I find that it does it in a unique way as KJ weaves scripture with her own life and her thoughts as a therapist and an author, and so... It's going line by line, phrase by phrase, but it's done in a way that's really creative. Uh, It's done in a way that gives honor to those who have suffered loss and tragedy, maybe spiritual abuse. Um, Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so the Lord is my courage. Y'all go ahead and get that book. (laughs) Uh, Support. Go ahead. Next up, so you may have paid attention on the pod recently, we had Sheila Wise Rowe. If not, go ahead and listen to that episode. Uh, She was on the pod and gifted us with her presence as she discussed her one of her latest books, uh, Young, Gifted and Black. So here's a clip from that interview. Worked private practice. Um, I've worked in the hospital settings. So um, I have a wide range of experience. And what I did notice coming off of my book, Healing Racial Trauma, was that there was a there was a demographic that I felt like were kind of falling through the cracks in a way that um, 
So the whole title Young, Gifted, and Black comes from Nina Simone's song um, in which she talks about there are billions of young, gifted, and Black folk. That's absolutely true. And it's not just academically. It's all sorts of ways. And so, but I felt like there's this population that um, seems to be all right, <laughs> seems to be doing well. Um, and, and so it's easy not to see, not to see what did folk endure, what are they enduring, whether it's younger adults, um, older ones. Uh, I've had many people at various ages look at the book and go, wow. Older people looking at it and going, it's not, this book wasn't written for me, but that's me. That's my story when I was in grammar school. Um, there are younger, you know, Gen Zs and millennials who look at it and go, well, this is me now. Um, but one theme was that there was a way in which there had to be a sense of like, I have to perform. Our brother Sam's new podcast, We Gonna Talk About It, is next up on the list to highlight. And the thing that I love about Sam is his ability to be his unapologetic self wherever he goes. And so his podcast beautifully weaves his thoughts and opinions mixed with underlying biblical thoughts and truths, but in a way that you can digest and flow with and rock with. Uh, yeah, it's in his own language, right? Uh, coming from his perspective. And he's not trying to preach at you. He's just sitting with you. And so here's a clip from a recent episode. Um, but what I found it very encouraging, I found it so much encouraging to, encouraging to embrace how I feel, to embrace my tears, to embrace um, the process of grieving and lamenting when I can do it first in community. Because for us, sometimes that looks like um, throwing on loud music and just dancing. Maybe some tears might fall, maybe they don't. Right. Sometimes it's gospel music. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just R&B music, whatever. Right. But that is a way in which I've learned that I can express my grief. Um, it's a way it's a way in which I feel like nobody can control what I'm doing. I'm in control of how my body moves. Right. Like I'm in control of the music and how loud it is. Um and that gives me, for me, uh, that gives me the freedom um, to be my whole self, to express my whole self. Um, and you know what? Maybe that might help somebody. Maybe it might not. But um, I would say experiment, you know, um, get talk with a professional right first and talk with them about you know, just expressions of lamenting and um, because I, I, when I say I'm not, I don't, I don't think there's a right way and a wrong way to grieve. Um, but I do think there might be a line. Uh, I don't know where that is 
for everybody because we're all different, right? And um, that might be something that, you, and that's why I say talk to a professional. Um, that's something that you have to learn to figure out when you're running and when this is a part of your process. So as many of you may know or may not know, I have a newsletter and uh, a site where I post poetry, where, where I post musings on life and God, whatever comes to my mind, um, really, I on the paid side, I have thoughts about different uh, Star Trek shows. Yeah, it's a lot. But on my Substack, I recently had a post called Gratitude on a Friday. And I wanted to read a bit from it. My heart is content. My heart is grateful. My heart reflects. And I remember. I am looking back through my life and remembering former days of chaos, chaos internally and externally. I am remembering when grief came for me and cracked me. I am remembering when tears were my food and I wondered aloud to God, can I ever smile again? I am remembering when I was so poor, trying to fend for myself, that I couldn't even afford cereal for my dinner. My dreams were dim then, and I'm remembering days of loneliness when I pleaded with God, you promised you would set the lonely into families. Lastly, we have our brother Trey. (laughs) So Trey has a beautiful newsletter Uh, that will be in the links to the show and he has the popular translation and here is a clip from a recent episode but this really rubbed Jonah the wrong way and he got 38 hot so he prayed to God and he said, See, God, ain't this what I said before I left the first time? That's why I tried running into Tarshish before. Because I know how you are, God. You all nice and soft and compassionate. You ain't trying to get angry and always all lovey-lovey and kind and all that. You always trying to take it easy when it's time to punish. So, God, go ahead and take it all from me. I'm better off dead than alive. And God said, You got something to be mad about? So Jonah went out the city, sat down out the east side. He made himself a little booth, sat under it in the shade, waiting to see what happened to the city. And God made a plant pop up over Jonah to give his head some shade, to save it from all that torture. Jonah was mad happy about that plant. But God made a worm just as the next day rolled around. And it tore that plant up so bad, it about died. And when the sun came up, God made an east wind blast 
had the son beating on Jonah's head so bad he got weak and asked to die. He said, I'm better off dead than alive. And God said, You got something to be mad about? Jonah said, Yeah, mad enough to die. Then God said, You and your feelings about that plant, she ain't even worked for it. What help grow? A plant that popped up overnight and was ruined in the night. But I'm not supposed to be in my feelings about Nineveh. That big old city where they got 120,000 people who don't know their left hand from their right hand. And that ain't even counting the animals. We now have a Patreon, which Patreon. I want to encourage each and every one of y'all to, to visit at uh, patreon.com slash three black men. Uh, think through it, pray through it, ask God uh, <laughs> if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing. Because on top of some bonus content here, we have uh, some blog pieces going up. There's going to be some devotional content coming out. And I want to encourage you guys um, to visit that Patreon, patreon.com slash three black men. Go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos. Go ahead. Watch, watch them. <laughs> them. Them babies ain't ruin nothing, man. Matter of fact, there's, there's more people going to sign up to, to see them babies. How about that, bro? <laughs>